JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, oh the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. So fourth and 11 and on for a field goal try is Chad Ryland. A 37-yard field goal right in the middle of the field. The kick is up and is right down the middle, and it is good. The rookie out of Maryland connects. Minshew under center. Takes the snap. Quick pitch right side of Jonathan Taylor. Looking to break it out. Slashes into the end zone. Touchdown, Jonathan Taylor. Jones under center. As Ramondre Stevenson as the, in as the lone back. Play action to him. The Colts get him again. They get him again. And it's Tyquan Lewis. A 24-yard field goal here. Right, the ball is right between the hash marks. And the kick is up, and the chip shot field goal is good for the Patriots. The Patriots kick off to the Colts. Isaiah McKenzie going to bring it out from the 5, 10, 20, 25. He's at the 30-yard line, 35. He's at the 40, and then dives up to the 45-yard line. He's going to be out of the hold of Rigoberto Sanchez. Snap, placement, kick is up, has the distance, and it is from 51 yards out. Patriots have it inside the red zone. Shotgun snap. Jones play action. Floats it downfield. Picked off by the Colts. Get up and run with it. Julian Blackman is not down around the three-yard line. Gets off his haunches and then sprints it up to the five. Two minutes and 52 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Colts lead by four. They need here third and six. Benchy looking left. Good protection in his own end zone. Dancing. Rolling to his right. Throws off his back foot. Downfield has a man who dies for the football who makes the grab the Colts have it with Josh Downs so fourth and one converts for the Patriots the clock is moving on them though they're out of timeouts and Zappi fakes he fakes a clocking of the ball he fires in the field picked off by the Colts intercepted by Rodney Thomas 
final score here in Frankfurt, Germany. It's the Indianapolis Colts 10 and the New England Patriots 6. That is Matt Taylor right there, the voice of the Colts. And well done by James to come up with the uh, highlightage that is necessary right there to extend that open. But again, don't worry about the style points on it. Just worry about the team that's 5-5 five and five and got on a plane and came back here and didn't go over there and lose falling to two and eight with six points and the changing of quarterbacks and the mess that the Patriots are. Listen, I've got no grand thoughts that this Colts team is going to make a major run, but as I mentioned to both Jake and Jimmy and Eddie a little bit earlier, it, um, it is going to be one of those situations where you go week to week and we'll see who possibly still could be standing. But I, I don't anticipate it. They are going to be on the verge come December, right, to go past the over on the Vegas odds. I took the under. It was six and a half. Win total, when we took that, I took the under on it. They're at five right now. And their schedule still has, at least as we eyeball it right now, wins on it. But in starting with Tampa Bay coming up after the bye week, I just would not, I wouldn't expect them to make that noise, right? Late in the season. But you do have to take it week to week in this case. And I hate saying that, too, because I sound like every other cliched clown around. I don't mean to. If I'm going to cliche it, I'll make up my own. But that's just the way that this team right now looks to me. And you could not have found a better bye week for one Gardner Menchu. And let's face it, Gardner Menchu is playing like you would expect Gardner Minshew. Just do your damnedest, do your best not to be the reason why they lose. And I guess, in turn, when you look at it, at some point they're going to have to throw it down the field. They are going to be forced into throwing it down the field, and I don't know how in the world that's going to happen. Maybe with some magical, mystical rest here. This is more than just Minshew. This is everybody. But he looks like that he needs this bye week more than anybody else. We talked about the lack of arm strength in the past. It has, have you watched? It has looked like his arm strength has decreased in the past couple of weeks. And, and you could just tell it's even more than fluttering right now. But he has been chased around and tracked down so much that I don't even know of happy feet. Happy feet. That term in football does him justice. So a week off, if it's going to do anybody good, it is going to do Gardner Minshew, I think, a great deal of good. Because you can just kind of tell he is uh, he's worn. But again, if you can do enough not to make mistakes and cost your team, maybe, just maybe, you can find ways to win in a different fashion, as they did in Carolina, you know, and just getting past it as they did yesterday in Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah, I wish I had more for you. I mean, that really sounds like a dull intro when it comes to, hey, your team is five and five. 
We'll just see if their quarterback can do enough not to get you beat. I mean, that's very dull. I agree, but that's just what you have right now. Being five and five, being five and five should surprise many. Don't even get involved in thinking back to what if you didn't get hosed against the Browns or what if you did something more, maybe a little defensive philosophy change. In that overtime against the Rams. There are a lot of ways you can what if it. If I were you, and I'm not, but if I were you, I would just, again, look forward to a bye week. These guys getting a little bit of rest. And then uh, come back against Tampa Bay and see what you can do against Baker Mayfield and a team that's ripe on the road. Be able to get a win there, go above 500. And then make December interesting. I just I want December to be interesting if for nothing more. I don't want to have to start talking about stuff that we're going to have to talk about ad nauseum coming up in the offseason. I don't want to do that in December. You're going to say, well, you just did it a year ago. We did do it a year ago, but we we're also talking more about the complete dysfunction and clownery that organizationally on this team was a year ago. I mean, everything was just like such a clown show. We had that. I just don't want to start talking about stuff that we're going to have to talk about throughout an offseason. And that's where you are when you have an NFL team. Like somebody, I think Nate may have asked me this a little bit earlier about, hey, um, when when you're talking so much about the Colts and the NFL, you know, why is it so little Pacers? And I didn't take offense to it, but I say I talk about the Pacers all the time. I love basketball. All the time. Love it. However, you do know your audience, and your audience, especially on a day after like this, and your audience leading up to normally wants to hear about the Colts. There is going to be a pecking order that I will give you, but it's not like I'm taking – well, I get fully in to the Pacers' loss to the 76ers yesterday. And the biggest difference across the board, to that big difference – if you watched it yesterday afternoon, early evening, you know there is a huge difference. Actually, I'll give it this. I'll give you two big differences I'll come up with in 10 minutes for you. In that particular matchup, and certainly in now what you see to the 76ers. You know, otherwise, it was kind of expected. I don't want to don't want to get into it just yet, but I will coming up here in this first segment in just a second. But no doubt a bye week is necessary, and no doubt this team is not going to knock your socks off if they can do enough to make themselves interesting in the stretch in December. That, to me, will be good. And I know that sounds like a losing mentality, but it's not. This team is just not that good. This team has good individual players. DeForest Buckner is a good individual player. Give him a lot of love because when Grover Stewart got bounced for six games, this guy took on the added responsibility of double team here and double team there, and he is still making a difference. That's when you know you've got a guy. That's when you know you have a dude. And I still love to think about prior to the whole trade deadline stuff. Yeah, what can you do? What can you get in trade value in return for DeForest Buckner? And as I've always told you, do not trade good players. Well, wait a minute. It's a rebuild. Well, 
they can be a part of your re- good players that have proven it can be a part of your rebuild. Everybody thinks you just got to go back to absolute ground zero, square one, crapola. No, you don't. Keep your good players. He's a good player. And you can see that. You can see that both with and without now Grover Stewart. You have seen that from Kenny Moore. The whole Shaquille Leonard thing, however, has become problematic. And it's not like this is all of a sudden happening. And I know that, I don't know how this is going to work. I guess I don't know how this is going to work coming up this week. I guess they're all off. But remember about a month or so ago when Gus Bradley said, hey, you don't really know what to expect, what you're getting from Shaquille Leonard until November. And then we'll find out. It's kind of like, and I know he had a high level of tackles yesterday. I think in all... Uh, what do you have? Nine, I think nine, but again, nine tackles is really not why he got paid as much as he did the playmaking ability, you know, whether he raised the bar so high on that, he was never going to reach it, or it's a combination of that. And just the fact his, his body through injury and recuperation is just simply not the same. But he is not the same. Or if you even want to factor in, it's not Matt Eberflus's defense, it's Gus Bradley's, whatever. He just does not look the same. And somebody that puts up those types of numbers without the playmaking ability, I'll say that because if I have to hear splash play again, I'm going to vomit. So without the playmaking ability defensively, that's not worth the price of admission from a Colt standpoint. So I was on with Tony Katz a little bit earlier today. I just happened to think we are watching the final games of Shaquille Leonard here. Unless there is some common ground found with his contract, which I think we all incredibly doubt. And also I'm assuming whether or not Gus Bradley is going to be back after this year. You know, a lot of a lot of things we'll be talking about that really you shouldn't be talking about, I guess, or waste a lot of time talking about it when you're 5-5 five and five, coming off a win over New England and Frankfurt, Germany yesterday. This stuff will come to a head. And it just seems like the full price tag of Shaquille Leonard is not going to match how much in dead cap space uh, you would end up having to surrender to start new someplace else. And not have to pay that full salary. It just seems like that's exactly where we're walking right now. It has for a while, but there have been moments, moments in last week, certainly, that everybody saw, and moments yesterday morning where you thought, yeah, there's no other place to go other than this and the separation. He just does not look the same. It can't all Right? Be about scheme. Just not happening. So we'll get to that a little bit later on as well. Stephen Holder of ESPN, ESPN.com is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. A lot of this stuff. But again, I would remind you, for those of you that did want to judge, stylistically speaking, this is not the team to do that. I was trying to think about some of these games of the past where you could actually go, oh, yeah, look back and think about, yeah, the greatness here and the greatness there. It's been few and far between. But they're 5-5. Five and five. 
They have a lot of winnable games remaining on their schedule. So, hell, just play it out and then don't give me the offseason chatter that I tried so damn hard to stay away from just a moment ago. Don't give me that until we have to start talking about that. Because it is going to be a long enough offseason with the consistent debate on whether or not there's going to be durability with Anthony Richardson. That's going to absolutely wear everybody out, and it's coming. It is coming. It's going to wear everybody out. So be ready for it. (laughs) Just giving you a little bit of a heads up on it because it's coming. Colts 5-5 five and five, get a bye week, an incredibly much-needed bye week, especially for Gardner Minshew. And if you guys want to jump on board, talk about what could be. Hey, listen, Cincinnati was one of those good teams on the schedule. You watched Cincinnati yesterday. And by the way, C.J. Stroud, occasionally I will dig bringing up being right about stuff, but I love being right about C.J. Stroud. Seriously, he had me a ball placement specialist. He has looked so good, especially the last two weeks. I thought that Joe Burrow and the Bengals would look much better. They did not. So you look down the remainder of this schedule, and the Colts have the opportunity to, at the very least, this is not, this is not a, a losing mentality at all. I think everybody has seen what you're dealing with right here. They have an opportunity to keep you interested. And what I mean by that is keep you interested in their product as opposed to keeping you more interested in what's going to happen in the offseason. That's exactly the case a year ago. You were much more interested in about when this season was over and what's going to happen and who's getting cut and who they're going to hire and it's not going to be Jeff Saturday and who's the future quarterback. You were much more interested about that during the season a year ago than you were actually about what was happening and the football brand that was being played on the field. That's what we're trying to stay away from. All right, Pacer fans, last night, yesterday, late afternoon, early evening, um, you ended up getting from Joel Embiid what I always fear that you're going to get from Joel Embiid in a loss. It was an incredibly entertaining game. I know, I know, I hate saying that. I do, because it was a loss. But not only do you have to watch that yesterday, but then you got to get it back coming up on Tuesday. And a huge difference. Like Joel Embiid is going to be there, and Joel Embiid is going to tear basically everybody a new one. But he has made it a point to do so commonly against the Pacers and Miles. But he does that against everybody. I'm not suggesting that that's an excuse whatsoever, but it's just going to happen. And he has been made so much better, I think, consistently better, consistently engaged now with two things. One would be their new head coach, Nick Nurse. And no doubt that that has been a significant upgrade. To me, there's no doubt. I don't know about anybody else. And then getting rid of James Harden, you talk about addition from subtraction. The best-case scenario yesterday, I give you a hypothetical example of the best-case scenario if you watch that. If you watch that, there would have been moments to where Tyrese Maxey would not have had the opportunity to put up 50, 
50. Go for 50. Hey, he could score in bunches a year ago when the left-handed knob was there. But yesterday, no way. You take that out, and then you take some of the aspects. Like, I think it's a travel like hell. Most of the time, I do. I think that step back that Harden came up with, that now Maxie has, I'm sorry, and I'm going to get all these refereeing nerds out here telling me that, well, you know what? He really doesn't do this. and that. It looks like a travel. There are a lot of things that are not a travel anymore that used to be an absolute travel. And maybe that's my fault because I'm thinking back, but the step back of James Harden and the step back jumper of Tyrese Maxey most of the time looks like a stinking travel. But they don't call it, thus, the best of the world know all. So it's not. So it's not. But the best part about that Sixer team that makes them even more dangerous and even more dangerous to the Pacer team that you watched yesterday is the fact that Harden's not out there. Harden's not out there to screw it up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Doc Rivers would have been playing Harden. He probably would have been forced in playing Harden anyway, but Doc Rivers certainly would have. you got a better head coach, and now you have a younger, better, more fitting option for what you're doing. And you can say as much as you want about Joel Embiid doing again to the Pacers what Joel Embiid has done so often to the Pacers, but it was Tyrese Maxey that put him to sleep. Because you know you're going to get that from Embiid. And you know Maxey's a good player. He is a good, young, developing player. But you cannot give a game up like that under any circumstances, and especially knowing what you are going to get from Joel Embiid. And that's exactly what happened. I will give the Pacers credit. They did hang in. I thought there were a couple of different times where they could have absolutely gone away. I'll give you a great example, right? The fourth quarter is what sunk them. But that third quarter, they put up 39, almost 40 points in the third quarter. And that fourth quarter was just too much. And I am all for the depth on this team. Um, I am all for learning and maturing. And if you want, you know, to have a statue for Benedict Matherin, then you, you've got to be more consistent. People ask all the time, you know, why he's not getting enough minutes. He's not out there in the fourth. He's got to become more consistent. I ask questions about Bruce Brown all the time, too. I just, to me, and I don't know if you guys are on the same page, and and again, I know it's incredibly early, but if he's going to offer up single-digit performances offensively, I just don't think that he is great enough defensively to have that even out for this team. Does anybody agree with me on this? You either got to be better defensively or better offensively. I just don't think that he's not good enough defensively to equate to a guy that starts a game and plays 31 minutes and gives you nine points. To me, you just have to be more offensively threatening than that. 
You just do. And, and the same goes for Benedict Mather. Except Benedict Mather is different because he is a second-year guy and still developing. And that I understand. But with Brown, I mean, you bring him in here, you sign him. And this is what I was talking about with Alex Golden last week and setting the pace. Again, it's still early. But as I mentioned last week to Alex, I wanted to see consistency. And I kind of used yesterday as a little bit of a test. It's a good team on the road, and especially Tuesday for a test. You know, knowing how that went down yesterday, and I know it's November at all, but wanting to get a little bit of payback, knowing what you're dealing with now, knowing what Embiid is going to give you against the Pacers, regardless, it just happens that way. A 5-0 is something you cannot surrender to somebody else on that team. I would suggest... 35, 30, really upper 20s is too much because you just know what Embiid is going to do. 20 of 32 for Tyrese Maxey, 7 of 11 from threes. And they really, too, if you were ever able to truly get to their bench, you got something working there because they got jack squat there. But what they what they don't have any longer is James Harden, and what they do have now is, to me, an even better coach. All right, we can hit that if you like at 239-1070. Email address is jmv1075thefan.com. I don't even know if I want to bring up IU. Somebody said you knew it was going to be tough because they graduated, or guys that are gone, I should say, scored so many points. Okay. But to look like that against an Army team that is awful. To look like that? All right, offensively, all right. I mean, it. where is a threat? But besides where and the left hand of Renew, who else is going to be a threat? And what exactly are you looking for in ways to make these guys offensively a better threat for Mike Woodson? I just thought you could roll these guys out against Army and play pickup ball, and they should have looked better offensively than they did. It was a tough watch. It was. UConn coming up in a week. A long season again. Certainly, they should look better. I would guess they would look better. But do they have the right pieces to do that? That's going to be the big question. That's absolute brutality to watch. And really, defensively, wasn't much better. I mean, you got like two or three guys out there that could even competently shoot the ball for Army. These guys were getting wide open looks. <laughs> you go, what are you doing? Hey, Robbie Hummel has a great point in calling that out. I mean, at some point, you got to identify who can do it and who can't. Because you know what? Defense is playing IU can identify that. They can identify who you don't have to jack with offensively and who you might. Because they did that a year ago. I mean, hell, half the team guarded Trace Jackson Davis most of the time. 
Uh, we'll hit that if you guys like. Got Purdue, Xavier coming up in the Gavit games later on tonight. We shall get into a discussion on that as well. All right, 239 1070. Email the address jmv at 1075thefan.com. Inside the Windshuler Spreadable Cheeses, where Central Indiana and the listeners to this show and the lounge have done such incredible work in embracing, enjoying, and loving Windshuler Spreadable Cheeses. Uh, the engineers are here. You're not going to tear this down and put it downstairs yet, are you? I'm still on. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, Which station? <laughs> Is this station going to be in the alley like next week, or are we going to be downstairs? Where are we going to be? No, seriously. Um, Winshuler's spreadability has been so great, your reaction, that the president of Winshuler's is going to be with us at Taylor's Bar and Table up in um, Ingalls, Indiana. Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. That is coming up on Thursday. I'd love to see everybody out there, too. It's going to be a great time. So the prez is coming. All right, your calls, emails, tweets, and more at JMV1070. Uh, you've got the stream, the app. you got HD Radio, of course. This Monday, football reaction is always Tis the Season, brought to you by the Shane Company. Tis the Season to Shine. Shane Company finds jewelry since 1929. Quick break, your calls, and a lot more. Stephen Holder in the 5 o'clock hour. Don't go anywhere. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Hey, my buddy, Swanson, full steam ahead, over there. I want to go over there. I'll move over, Swanson, I'm driving. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. All right, welcome back. Guys, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the Winshuler's Spreadable Cheese Lounge. The Cheese Lounge sounds good. How's nobody come up with that for a bar name yet? The Cheese Lounge. Brady Hoke, the head coach of San Diego State, has announced he will retire at the end of the season. Everybody remembers Brady Hoke, obviously, from Ball State, from uh, Michigan as well. The uh, post-game Michigan stuff was absolutely fantastic. That was right out of – there was a point in time when I used to get something called wild feeds. And it sounds like something you might do on a Saturday night to get you stoked for going out, but it's not. The wild feed – was what we used to get on those big Moonraker satellite dishes that a lot of us had back in the day. That's how I got S-118. I became so incredibly familiar as a high schooler with American Triple Ecstasy, S-118, because of the wild feed on the satellite dish. And that's kind of what that reminded me of. (laughs) I mean, obviously, the wild feed didn't have the tears, right? The tears... It's funny, in all of this, and this is a world we live in right now, it is so common for everybody to twist stuff up back and forth into such a pretzel to where all of a sudden, I mean, Michigan still, they're the ones that are the wrongdoers here. But it's like everybody forgets about that and all this, and they're the ones. They're they they themselves are the reason that you find yourselves there. That we find ourselves here with this story. 
And then everybody twists everything up so much to where it's like, well, what my fault? <laughs> you just you forget about you forget about the debate or the criticism or the argument or the issue altogether. And that's what this world is all about. You you yak so much about something. I mean, every day you're going to flip-flop. There are a lot of hosts out there that will do the same thing. One side is this, the other side is that, day by day. And then you forget about what the major subject of the situation was in the first place. And that's exactly what people want to happen. You exhaust everybody out there from the conversation, and they go, oh, man, man, it's such a sad moment. (laughs) Oh, I understand now. Oh, that Jim Harbaugh. Everybody starts crying about it. So that was that was pretty funny. And by the way, the, the F-bombs and everything else, that's the wild feed portion of it, the F-bombs. And I'd always thought about this, and I, I would assume that Barstool is trying to actually do this now. They did a couple of college basketball games last week. I think they did Dusty May in Florida Atlantic and Loyola of Chicago, if memory serves. But, you know, you're just cussing away on that. It's like Pat's show when he just cusses away and things. I had thought about that long ago thanks to the wild feeds of satellite. I always thought about how about if we did a game to where you didn't have to abide by FCC rules, standards, and regulations. Now, what if you could just say what you wanted to say? You know, your favorite player or the player, the team you cover got thrown out at second. You go, hey, look at this numb nuts. Great decision. <laughs> or somebody makes an error. That guy sucks. I mean, you can do all that. I thought about that in 1987. And it seems like it's finally coming to fruition here at the end of 2023. See, I'm well ahead of it. I was way behind on everything else. Bottled water. I thought, who in the world would ever pay money for water in a bottle? Big Red, Dr. Pepper, Sunkiss, Mountain Dew, Gatorade, alcohol, all that I'll pay for in a bottle. But water? How about if I just mosey on over here to this hose hanging off the side of the house? Oh, I don't want to get in this business. Oops. A little bit late on that. That was 19, I mean, about 1987 too. And a friend of mine bought a bottle of Evian. And I think the bottle was purchased of Evian because he had watched Wall Street, and that's what Bud Fox purchased. I think there were a tavern on the green with Gordon Gecko. So he was trying to play that role. I said, man, nobody is ever going to buy bottled water, numbnuts. Nobody. Oops. All right, Colts went on the road in Frankfurt yesterday. It's one of those games where you're not going to go back and watch the tape. If anybody says, I had to go back and watch the tape that's not associated with the gig with the Colts, will lie to you because they are not going to go back and watch a second of the tape. Not a second. Five and five, get a win, and ultimately, that's all that matters. The first of two in Philly yesterday and then again on Tuesday. Pacers lose to the Sixers yesterday evening. Get Philly again in Philly coming up on Tuesday. That's one of those uh, in-season tournament games for the NBA in Philadelphia. Group whatever it is for the Pacers coming up on Tuesday night. Group whatever it is. That's exactly how they want me to state that. Group whatever it is. Uh, IU winner over Army. Boilermakers get Xavier coming up tonight in the Gavit Games.
believe that's on Fox. What, Fox uh, something or other later on tonight. You can check that out. All right, 239-1070. Ramon is up first today. Ramon, how are you? All right, JMV. How you doing? Ramon, I'm fantastic. That's awesome of you asking. It makes me feel good. <laughs> Thank you, uh, man. Got a good feeling going out. here. Thank you. That's right. It's a hot Monday, and we appreciate it. Uh, just three quick points. I didn't see the IU stuff. This was IU college basketball that lost, but uh, they just got to work it out. You know, the early games are a trip. I just want to give thanks to Shane Steichen. I'm, old, I'm from originally from Gary, Chicago area, so we're all Bear fans, and he's definitely a much better coach than Evil Flutes. I mean, the coach fight. I don't know what. Hey man, you just honking like, some. Hey Ramon, you just honking somebody. Oh, they sit here, man. They sit in the phone. They waiting forever to get through the light. It's ridiculous. But Steichen has the coach fighting. He's way better than uh, what they got up in Chicago. Uh, I, I mean, he's just a, he's just a heck of a coach. I can give him all the credit in the world. Um, as far as the Pacers concerned, if Nick Nurse was coaching the Pacers yesterday, they would win that game. The Pacers got from zero to twelve. They got much more talent than Philadelphia. They got much more talent. I, I listen. I I will. Uh, you know what? Top heavy. Philly is going to have them because of Embiid. But no, no, no. You're right. You you are right. When you look at their bench, especially, there's nothing there. Nothing. Okay, Matherin, you couldn't put Matherin on, on Max. You couldn't put John Nimhard on. You couldn't put Halliburton. He's the all-star. Go out there and stop that guy. It's, it's, it, I know Carl, I got extension, but he just lacks something there and is always on a defensive end with the team. Did he come in the last well, I thought that's what Bruce Brown was here to do. That's what I thought. Oh, is yeah, Bruce Brown not here to do that? Right. Well, I'm just going to tell you that Bruce Brown, and this is not all on Bruce Brown whatsoever, but Bruce Brown, if he's going to give you single points and play 31 minutes, he better give you some damn good defense. And that's right. I mean, that's, that's right. what he better do. That's right. You know, yeah. and, 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 and then lastly, uh, the high school games, Center Grove, Ben Davis, it's going to be a big brawl. I want to thank Merrillville and Crowford from the northern region. You know, we don't get any play from the northern region. You do. You get what's played from the northern region. Oh, yeah. Most of the state I love the armpit. I'm a big fan of the armpit. Pit up there, Ramon. You know me. I am. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <Jamie. laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Ramon. Ramon's out. Somebody get through that light with Ramon. You got to sit there forever now because nobody can turn right downtown on red. So you got to sit there forever. Can't turn right on red. Well, you know what? The pedestrians, it's just dangerous, but these scooters are just fine as somebody face plants in the concrete right in front of the state house. That's just fine. Well, you can't turn on red, though. How long do you think it's going to take me to get busted for turning left on the one way on the Capitol off a of market? Uh, I'd give it a couple of months. I imagine it'll happen soon. I will let you know, too. <laughs> I will let you know. Well, wait a minute. We can't do this. You come out of here on a Saturday night and those scooters are going everywhere. I have seen face plants. I have seen over the handlebars. I've seen getting punt. I mean, it is incredible. That's just me. Uh, JMV, I've always wanted to hear the NFL sound feed they get from the players during the games. That would be magic. Can you imagine, though, Kev? That's exactly what the NFL would want. I mean, they'll give you NFL films, and they'll give you mic'd up, but they're only going to give you the mic'd up that you want to hear. It's kind of like the transparency, for example, that's always been talked about around here. Well, the Colts are so transparent. Nah, they're transparent to what they're comfortable in letting you know. 
which is not any more transparent than anybody else. But what they do is, what they do is really smart. They put transparency in the Colts out there, and then you get enough people to say it, and then all of a sudden they're transparent as hell. They're telling you everything, trade secrets. But they're really not telling you jack squat or certainly amount of jack squat that they don't want you to know about, like anybody else. Let me get to Matthew in Maine, and really quick here, Matthew in Maine, listening on the app, how are you? Hey, James, I'm well. Good Dolly Parton request the other night, two doors down, had never been played until the moment in which you requested it. Oh, awesome. That's her best song. It's two doors down, right? Not three doors. No, three doors down is a band. My bad. Two doors down. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Go ahead, Matthew. So, I know you're thrilled with my commentary right here. My fault. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got 17 days until uh, Indiana Maine basketball, which technically speaking is a neutral site game because Portland is not the home of the University of Maine. It's a McKenzie Holmes Bowl coming up, right? Yeah. Yes. Who do I need to talk to at the fan to let you do a remote show from Portland? Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> it could happen. Wow. That's all I'm saying. I'm, you know what? You and I need to do a show from Buxton because that's where Red and Shawshank went and found all that money that Dufresne left him under that rock, under that tree, in that field. We, we could get there from Portland. That'd be great. I'd do a remote from Buxton tomorrow. That'd be great. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that was nobody found this box in like the last 15 years. Great. All that money in it and stuff. Yes. Yes. The McKenzie Holmes is an awesome conversation, too. But yes, I don't know who you need to talk to around here to do that. But me and you in Maine would be a great show. It would be. I'll talk to everyone. I don't care. You got it. Whatever I got to do to make it happen. <laughs> Matthew, great call the other night. Final JMV takeover for the season coming up on Saturday. Be a part of it. Okay, we'll do. It's Matthew right there. Matthew hangs out inside the Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge, too. Ah, uh, Yeah, I'm going to do a show from Buxton, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's where he got paid right there. He got all that money Dufresne left him. Down to Mexico. Uh, This portion of the show brought to you by the Shane Company. As always. Uh, Visit Shane Company for fine jewelry made with the greatest care. Shane Company and ShaneCo.com today. What a great gift-giving idea. The Shane Company. Quick break. Back with you next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Two minutes and 52 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Colts lead by four. They need here third and six. Minshew looking left. Good protection in his own end zone. Dancing. Rolling to his right. Throws off his back foot. Downfield has a man who dives for the football. Who makes the grab? The Colts have it with Josh Downs. Are you kidding me? Gardner Minshew, you're a rock star. And Josh Downs with the best catch of his young career for a first down across the 30-yard line. 
Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts right there. 18 to 28, 194, and an interception for Gardner Minshew. Um, going in dinged up, and Josh Downs, the rookie, had uh, limited exposure to the game. Uh, targeted three times, I believe. Uh, two catches for 40 yards. He is going to be a consistent threat. And it's funny, I was mentioning I was on a show a little bit earlier today, and they were talking about the needs and uh, if the Colts win games, and that's going to hurt them with a high draft pick. And I just. <laughs> Oh, man. And, and people people will just wear you out with stuff. And while that may end up being the path, maybe it's a wide receiver in the draft, but I, I think it's, it's so much more this organization finding an established go-to, easier said than done. I get it. Easier said than done. But there has to be an absolute focus on looking everywhere to try to find uh, a guy that's already put up numbers in the NFL that you can, other teams do it. Other teams at Philly has done it. Other teams do it. So that's what I'm looking for. I just, I, I sit here when you start talking about how they're screwing up by winning their draft location, I just automatically think you're a dork and move on. Now, I couldn't because I was on a radio show, but I wanted to. I really did. <laughs> God, I thought you'd drive me nuts with that stuff. Hey, Chris, get on here before the break. How are you? Doing pretty good on a victory Monday. How you doing, James? Good. Celebrate that 10-6 victory. Seriously. Seriously. Hey. Don't worry about the stylistics of it. Celebrate it. Hey. Good. Could we have had two games on the opposite end of the spectrum yesterday, being a, a sports fan in Indiana? Very unentertaining un- win for the Colts and an entertaining loss for the Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> See, you say that, it makes me cringe when you say entertaining. I, I, like, I don't like entertaining losses either. I really don't. Well, it's and this crazy. is a different Pacer team. The expectations are there. They're not going to get away with that crap they got away with a year ago. So, it's no. A different, it's a different team, but boy, does it feel like more of the same. They can't stop a nosebleed on defense. They can't. They can score with anybody. They can't. Um, they can't. I, I I had two two takeaways for the Colts game. Uh, One being, uh, boy, I'm getting real sick and tired of the third and short shotgun runs. I mean, can we just can we just get under center and let JT get started <laughs> towards the line of scrimmage on those short yardage plays, please? Yeah, I know, um, I know. Every, everybody's out thinking themselves, though, Chris. In a lot of ways, with that too. What else you got? And, and boy, is it! I don't know about anybody else, but I feel like it—it's it, really nice to finally see the Patriots fall off the cliff. <laughs> not a bad deal at all. Hey, Chris, thank you for the call. That is not a bad deal at all. If you're on hold, I'll get to you. If you're not there, get there. Four o'clock hour full of you and me. Stephen Holder after five. Don't go anywhere. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. I love JMV. He looks like Rascal Flats guy. Got a cool soul patch. He does, and a buttery smooth voice. Oh, yeah. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
fourth and goal. Here we go. 58,000 here in Frankfurt on their feet. Minshew under center. Takes the snap. Quick pitch right side of Jonathan Taylor. Looking to break it out. Slices into the end zone. Touchdown, Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y in Germany. JT finds the end zone, and the Colts, they're on top for the first time today. All right, 5-5 five and five heading to a bye week, which to me is incredibly necessary, especially for the quarterback, Gardner Menchu. Uh, just don't turn it over, right? Just don't turn it over. Just don't be the reason why your team loses. And uh, he was not yesterday. He, he looks worn to the nub, however. Anybody else with me on that? He looks worn out. He just does. Uh, JMV, when Bailey Zappi went in yesterday, could you not help watching that but think about the 1982 comedy classic featuring Scott Bayo and Willie Ames, Zapped? <laughs> there was a lot of nudity in that, if I remember. That was all about, when I was 12 years old and when this film came out, I was all about if... Um, I was all about a film. If you had a film where all of a sudden, for no no reason other than, I guess, a, a telekinetic power, where a girl's shirt would just fly open all of a sudden, I would be watching that. I would watch it, even if Scott Bale was in it. I'd be watching that. I'd go, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the plot. Well, I mean, this guy has telekinetic powers, and he can make, can make girls... Sweaters fly open all of a sudden with that power. And then I ask you this, so wait a minute. In 1982, so you're telling me that an officer and a gentleman won Academy Awards in 1982 and Zap didn't? True story. Yeah, JMV, I completely agree with you regarding Gardner Menchu. You could tell. I mean, even more of a lack of arm strength is where it is right now. Eight, they're five and five, and, and really, we'll talk about some things that this team doesn't do well. But it's not like we're breaking new ground in that category. They're five and five. You go to a bye week. Uh, you get Tampa Bay coming back on the other side of that, and then you get a and I, I don't know how else to put it a reasonable December. You just keep this thing interesting. Just keep it interesting and then see where you are when I'm going to give you um, the blank hits the fan or what do they say? The rubber hits the road when the rubber hits the road. (laughs) That's all I'm looking for. A year ago when you had to start looking at and talking about crap that was better suited for the offseason during the season, I hated so that's where I am. Uh, Pacers, a loser, 137-126. And uh, there was a lot of the same. It was Joel Embiid working over everybody, including Miles. Joel Embiid, 37 points and 13 rebounds. Joel Embiid had 19 in the first, I believe he had 19 in the first quarter, 19 of the 38. But while that has and will continue to be an issue because everybody else struggles with Joel Embiid, uh, the fact that Tyrese Maxey comes out and puts a 5-0 up on you is something you cannot have. 
You can't have it. Think about this starting lineup. The Nicholas Batum. Did you forget that he was like still playing until you saw him yesterday? There's Nicholas Batum. But you can't allow 50 to Tyrese Maxey. They're going to have to be some give and take. And it's it's a strange territory. You can't lose any of your offensive prowess while you, you gotta find you gotta find some stops. The easier said than done. Now, I know it sounds like I'm picking on Bruce Brown. I'm not picking on Bruce Brown, but if you're going to pay 31 minutes and you know score nine points, then don't be a part of a group that gives up 50. No, I'm sure he was he was the one locking down Nicholas Batum. Okay, but that's not why he's here. All right, he wasn't the one locking down Nicholas Batum. He came with defensive credibility and got to show it more than you do, especially if you're going to score in single digits as a 31-minute playing starter. And Benedict Matherin, Benedict Matherin can become more consistent at times too, or he'll be coached up hard like Rick Carlisle has done so far and see a lot of bench time late in the game. Again, Embiid's going to work him. He's going to work him coming up tomorrow night. And somebody like me will probably have to hide his eyes a couple of different times. But you can't give up 50 to somebody else. And you know what? They were right in there in the fourth, too. They put up 39 in the third. Right there in the fourth. And there was a stretch when, you know, Embiid did this, Embiid did that. How many times did he get to the free throw line yesterday? Yeah, 14. See, I don't know about you guys, and maybe yesterday was just a bad example of it. Don't you think that the Pacers need to get to the free throw line more than what they do? Anybody else sit at home when you're trying to watch on the Bally Sports app and maybe unsuccessfully, hopefully successfully? Do you ever think about how this team needs to get to the free throw line a little bit more? Would you like to see them get to the free throw line a little bit more? I think about that all the time. You know, it's funny. Philly, I think, only got there 20 times, right? But when Embiid gets there 14 on his own, I'd like to see see some easier shot opportunities, easier scoring opportunities come from the free throw line. I just don't know if the Pacers right now are built that way. Uh, Pacers a loser. IU at home, a winner over Army. It was a struggle to uh, stay focused on that game because it was a bad watch. Get the Boilermakers versus Xavier in the Gavit games coming up later on tonight, too. Yeah, IU and Army was a bad watch. Good for those Army kids. That Curry kid came down and was shooting the lights out and was strutting around, talking a little bit of junk. Yeah, somebody told me a little bit earlier about the IU. If they're like this offensively in January, then I'll be worried. I'll be worried if they look like yesterday next week. And it's not just because of UConn. I'd be worried if you look like yesterday, um, if you got into a practice in the next 48 hours, because it was that bad. It was that bad. And if you, you get up against a team that can really hurt you, really do something with you, 
I saw Mike Woodson say after the game that, you know, you got to get out. He doesn't want to play this much half court. I, I just don't know how and who. I mean, who's going to – yeah, who's going to coach that stylistically up and who's going to be able to execute that? Maybe my question. I don't know if you're going to see that. Certainly not as quick as next week, but I I would be worried if you are waiting on January a little bit. And I know that you knew that this was going to be an offensively discombobulated mess early, but if you watch yesterday, that's really all you need to know. Um, with due respect to Army, they stink. And the reason why they're in that game was IU's fault through all that stinkage. All right, 239-1070 is the number. Let's get some calls on board here. Stephen Holder coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. Later on this week's going to be a good one. Tell you when and where coming up. Paul's up next at 239-1070. Hello, Paul. How are you? Hey, John. I'm good. How are you, sir? Hello, Paul. Great. Thank you for the call. Paul, that rhymes too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, a couple of things on the Pacers and the Colts, brother. And I, I'm hoping that I, I just want to hear. I'm excited to hear your feedback on this. On on the on the Colts, instead of uh, arm strength, it it it's like Minshew is he's overthrowing. He's not hopping passes to the receivers. He's he's overthrowing them. And 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 I want to hear what you have to say about that. And then I sure. got a question on the on the Pacers yeah sure well here's what I'll say about that another reason why I think he needs to have a week off and some sort of reboot because there is no greater description of the football cliche happy feet than what you see from him I mean that dude is is he's dancing around like he's John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever man I mean, he is all over the place. And with those overthrows, um, especially when he's dancing around in or out of the pocket, I I just have kind of learned that you can almost see by his movement uh, where the ball is going to go and fear the worst. I think that's a lot of the issue, more than anything else, at least to me. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, he's not hopping them. He's not one-hopping them to the receivers. They're all stretched out trying to catch what he's throwing. It seems like it's more of that than short He is not being a ball placement specialist, and I think in large part is he's, in his mind, he's feeling a rush. If it's there, he's feeling a rush. If it's not there, and that's leading to these circumstances. Continue. Yes, on the pacer, sir. um, I agree with you 100% on Brown. I I mean, I watched Denver last year. Um, It looks like he's got 10-foot-long arms. I thought that he would be better than than he is, and I was shocked uh, what happened to to what Maxie did to to him, um, uh, Naismith, and um, um, I can't think of the third person we put on him, but he torched everybody. Um, and I, it, well, I guess what I would say about him, he's averaging thirty, I think, so yeah. he's torching a lot of people. But fifty, you're right, is is. Yeah, you can't allow that when you know that it's it's yeah. it's almost as soon as he runs out of the tunnel, Embiid's going to get forty against the Pacers. Yeah, no, so you're you right. you can't you're surrender right. anybody else at that that amount. You just can't. 
Our buddy Miles will look pretty good, though. He, I no, mean, I'm he, not. He, I'm he, not. He, on, I am not on Miles. I, I have come just to accept that's what's going to happen when you play Embiid. But I mean, he he countered with a 22 point game. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, good as anybody else. He didn't look scared though, which is how he has looked. He looked like well, let he me, was ready yes. for the battle. Let me tell you too, Paul. What he did in the fourth quarter of that game, when and I don't know if I've ever seen him do this. When Embiid went up, had position on an offensive rebound. It was kind of a scramble play off a missed shot, offensive rebound that they got, and they got a lot of those, and he put it back up. And Miles grabbed him basically by the shoulders and brought him down to the ground. Yeah, I, I yeah. Listen, if, if you're going to take a foul, take a stinking foul. I didn't mind. He ended up hitting both free throws, and it didn't matter. But I don't know if I've ever seen that, that response, yeah. that reaction from Miles no, before against him. I, I have not either. The, the last thing, and I'll jump off here, and I what I'm about to say, John, mm-hmm. I guarantee that your, your knuckleheads, I think is what you call them, will have a lot to say about this. I know that they will. Quinn Buckner, man, I, I, I love the guy. I've met him. He's a very, very knowledgeable guy. I just wish that I, – I, I can't watch the Pacers and listen to him. I've got to – I can't do the audio, man. It just – I, I, I so wish that uh, Radio Shack was still around. Well, they, they've got some mechanism that will sync your radio to the TV because he's, he's, I can't listen to him. When I hear, when he says, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be something outrageous that he's going to say. Typically, it's something like explaining what goaltending is. We know what goaltending looks like. We, we're Indiana. We know basketball. We know what it looks like. Or he'll say there's only three people in the NBA that can make a pass, and there'll be three people on our team that can make the pass that I just watch. I can't listen to him, and I know that you won't go to him and say anything, as I know you won't. You're too, you're too professional to do that. But I'm hoping that somehow feedback gets back to him where he will be Robin instead of Batman. He's – He's Robin. He's not Batman on the show. Chris is, is Batman. And when I listen to the radio, when I'm coming home from work, there's a connection. There's a flow to the what to what I'm hearing. Boyle is the Batman, and I think Eddie is the Robin. And it makes sense. It's, it's easy to follow what's going on. The audio on Bally is you cannot listen to him because he is going to say something several times during a game that is outrageous i mean and let me and let me tell you this too let me tell you this you are able to to listen to us i think you can sync up your your tv with us as well hey paul i'm going to answer your question and fully right here regarding what you're talking about thank you for the call um and, and and paul put that in terms of batman and robin the thing about quinn buckner is like it or not any room he walks into, he's he feels he's the Batman. So that's it. And he's always felt that way. So I don't know. And that's always been the case. I just, here's me. I don't really care that much, I guess. I don't. Like, to me, and I don't turn it down. I, I I like those guys, and you guys know that. I love Chris, and I, I you know I like Quinn a great deal. I, you know, I like JJ a great deal. I like Eddie, um, but I'm not there for that. Frankly, I don't care. 
And I'm not suggesting that if it bothers you, then you shouldn't have a beef and, you know, shouldn't, you know, let it out as you just did. But, yeah, I just don't care. When I'm watching a game, it doesn't matter to me what the hell's being said. I mean, you can hear fart noises the entire time. I go, whatever. I mean, are there good call moments? Yeah. But it just it doesn't occur to me. But to answer your question in fully, whatever room Quinn has ever walked into, the you know the lead dog, that has been him. And that's a lot of the reason for his success on every level. But uh, if it drives you nuts, it, it does drive you nuts. I'm trying to think what might get though the only thing that will ever get me is if at times you trail too far behind the actual play. And I don't know when you can ever tell other than let's just say, for example, if you're listening, and not just a radio broadcast around here, but any radio broadcast. When, when you trail it so much to where there's a chair in the background and then like two seconds later, you find out what happens to it. And that's just me. But no, Quinn has always been that way. So it's not going to change, but it's never really bothered me. I know it's bothered a lot of other people and some people absolutely love it. So, but now that's um that's why Quinn's had this level of success in in his life because he's walked into every room like that. I mean, he's going to walk in, you know, the Batman in your case, you know, my description was the lead dog, right? It's how he's been. But uh I mean, you can sync it up to us, I believe. We would rather you I hate to say that because then Daenerys is going to freak out on me. We we like you sitting here right now. I want you to listen to this station. But I think the only thing with Quinn that I would also say is you don't want to step over. And like I know this to be true. Chris is incredibly easy to work with. I don't think you want to step over your play-by-play man. But hell, I've never done it. So what the hell would I be saying? Can you imagine how much I'd be stepping over somebody? Miles would go in for a dunk or a smothered chicken, and I'd be talking about, hey, wait a minute, what happened on Fast Times or Edgemont? That's just like what happened in Teen Wolf. <laughs> Nobody want to listen to that. Kind of like the way that it is right now. Uh, JMV, Paul is on point with Quinn. Holy cow, he is unlistenable. And, and a lot of people would say that. But to be fair, in this, a lot of people say that about me. So I get it. It is your personal preference. But in describing him as the Batman, I just don't think there's ever been a situation where he has entered a room, whether it's on TV or off, and on a basketball floor where he didn't feel that way. I just think that's the type of attitude, that's the type of personality that you get uh, when you watch Pacers TV. Hey, JMV, if Anthony Richardson had started all these games and the Colts were 5-5, five and five, do you think it would be considered a success? I think 5-5 five and five is moderately considered a success 
And here's the reason why it's different, because what you were actually playing this season for, more so than anything else, is now gone. And it would depend on what you're seeing. Are they winning games or losing games because of his play? Are you seeing him grow? Like What I'm telling you right here is I believe that a lot of folks, as you should, you go five and five, that's a hell of a lot better than I thought they would be at this point. The Vegas odds on the over-under was six and a half. They're just going to win two more games, and they get the over on it. This is not what you're thinking about, though. You're thinking about it in terms of being a competitor in December. I just want them to remain interesting in December so we don't have to transition into off-season chatter. That in mind, it would depend on how he is playing. See, right now, you're looking at this season as it is, as a whole. Ah, they're going to hang with it, and who knows what might happen. If he were playing and they were 5-5, five and five, you would be considering that not just with this season in mind, but longer term. For example, how C.J. Stroud is playing right now. You think Houston fans, all five of them, are incredibly excited about not just the moment that is surprising with their level of winning, but also about the future. That plays a role, and that's what you get in Houston. That's what you don't get around here because Richardson is done for the season. And face it, the overriding factor to all this, and it will be all through the offseason, it will be into camp, it will be coming up in training camp in the summer, it will be to the start of the season, all that is going to matter to you, your first question every single time is going to be whether or not this guy is going to have the durability to last game in and game out. You're not going to think about his ball placement specialty. You're not going to think about him running. You're not going to think about his decision-making. You're not going to think about his arm strength. The first thing, and overwhelmingly the thing you will think about every single time, is, all right, is this injury coming here? Is he going to be durable enough? And that's going to last until basically this point next season. That will be enough of an example if he lasts and he's able to play and continue to play for you to believe. Think about how long a period of time that's going to be. So it is a different set of circumstances altogether, and it starts with what everybody wants to be the long-term future still being a question mark because you haven't seen enough. True story. Uh, Fulton is up next at 239-1070. My buddy Fulton Howard, did you call me on Saturday and request Jason Mraz, did you? Yep. Wow, Jason Mraz. Well done. All right, Friday, I'm coming to Tipton. Perfect. I can't wait. I think I'm going to bring Blake up with me if I can get him down here in time. So we're coming. Is that cool? Okay, yeah. That's that's totally fine. So what's what's, what's your role in Elf? What's my role? Oh, Um, let's see. My role of elf is gonna be um, like um, there's like six costumes I have to do. Awesome. um, Well, I will. I will be there. You're gonna have a lot of people watching. I heard from my friend Bill Reynolds. He's gonna be there. We got a lot of people. 
that are going to check you out, Fulton? So it's going to be Toy Soldier, L3, yep. uh, Security Guard, uh, Fake Santa, and then Office. I love it, buddy. I can't wait. Yep. I can't wait. All right, I'm going to see you on Friday in Tipton. Okay? Sounds great. You got it, Fulton. Thank you very much. Our friend Fulton in Elf. Hey, JMV, this is from Nate. You as a color guy would be Bill Walton. There would be a fast break. You'd be busy talking about how the team motion reminded you a little bit of the known movie in 1989 and how that star actress was everyone's heartthrob. Correct. Hey, man, we're, we're all we're all such a different taste. And it's even more magnified now because you got a zillion stinking options out there. That is so true. And really, deep down, every one of us have a little bit of jackass in us to where yeah, <laughs> you can find a flaw. Like, I have many, but everybody does. I just, I guess I just don't tend to go looking for it too much. To me, I like to see what's going on without being told, told, told. See, hey, hi, I'm from Greene County. I like to be told without being told what's going on. I like to tr- figure out, especially basketball. I love to try to figure out basketball by myself. Yeah, then coach it up and lose. That's me. Do I need to go now? I want to get one more in here. Can I? What do we got here? We got a Colts update? What? Oh, they got... Don't they have roundtable? Is roundtable tonight? No, roundtable's tomorrow. Oh, because they're coming back from... Yeah. Why can't they do roundtable in Germany? I don't know. Hey, That's by the way, too, shout out to Joe Rides, who I thought was going to be in here on Sunday morning. I didn't see any Joe Rides. I looked at another... The room here was a little more roomy without Joe. I don't see any Joe Wrights in there. Oh, roundtables. We got instant replay? Yep. Well, heck. Gotcha. All right. I guess it says that right there on the board. Stephen Holder is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Hey, if you're on hold, don't go anywhere. I will get to everybody. Stephen Holder in the 5 o'clock hour. We don't have anything to give away this week either? Nope. Well, that's ridiculous. They just, um, I think Toto's going to be at Brown County Music Center. Yep. They just announced Earth, Wind, and Fire in Chicago here. What are we doing? I think one of the shows is giving away Toto tickets. Just in time for the holiday season. What are we doing here? I'm going to have to start handling all this myself now. <laughs> all right, quick break. We'll come back. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live, the Windshuler Spreadable Cheese, the Prez, everybody, is coming on Thursday. you got to join us when the Prez of Windshuler and the Spreadabilities in town got to join us on Thursday. I'll tell you when and where. Back to your calls and Stephen Holder after five. Don't go away. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, sir. There's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit? What is it? It's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots sit. That's not important right now. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. The Patriots kick off to the Colts. 
Isaiah McKenzie going to bring it out from the 5, 10, 20, 25. He's at the 30-yard line, 35. He's at the 40, and then dives up to the 45-yard line. The best special teams return this season by the Colts and Isaiah McKenzie. Colts lead 7-6. They've got great field position, and they will start near midfield. That is Matt Taylor right there. Inbound from Germany, I'm assuming got back already. Colts Radio Network, 6.30 yesterday morning, we got underway with the Colts pregame huddle. That was absolutely outstanding. And again, thanks to everybody on Saturday night for the JMV takeover. Um, I am giving away Sullivan Hardware and Garden gift cards. Sometimes I'm just motivated to go ahead and give stuff away myself when it's not presented here to me. So Sullivan Hardware and Garden gift cards. We'll do it one more time on the final JMV takeover before the Christmas music hiatus begins on B. That is on Saturday. But eight hours, I went until two in the morning and played some incredible songs. I mentioned to Jake a little bit earlier, somebody called in and requested the electric slide. And while it was playing, I had visions of Quincy's at the Adams Mark. And all the pregame hen and sheen attitudin' that was going on in there. And you know, you know right after the electric slide, whomever was DJing got into a little doomy by Bell Biv DeVoe. You know it. Quincy's at the Adams Mark. I had John Cusack on the show once upon a time, and he had mentioned when they were filming Eight Men Out here in Indy, back in the late 80s, that he and Charlie Sheen made a couple of appearances in the late-night spot. He couldn't come up with the name. He was going, yeah, it was in a hotel, over, it was in the Adams Mark. I said, Quincy's. He said, yep, Quincy's. You imagine Charlie Sheen just tearing things up (laughs) at Quincy's in the Adams Mark? Uh, Colts winners yesterday, 10-6, 5-5 on the season, and they now hit the bye week, which is hugely necessary. 2-8 and eight are the Patriots now on the season and looked the parts of one of the worst of all time. Check that. I'm sorry. Of all time for Belichick, certainly in terms of the NFL this year. Broncos and Bills may bore you to tears Coming up later on tonight on Monday Night Football. Maybe they won't. The way you soaked up the Raiders and the Jets last night on Sunday Night Football. Close game, though. All right, 239-1070 is the number. Stephen Holder coming up at the top of the hour. A lot of stuff going into the bye week. We'll chat about and more with Stephen. Chris is online, too, at 239-1070. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. Haven't uh, talked to you in some time, but it was probably about a couple years ago when Miles Turner was the hot topic. What we're going to do with Miles? Yes, I really and you and I, I think we're on his side of keeping him. If I remember right, oh, I'm definitely um, yeah. pro keeping. Yes, yeah, and because he's a piece that some people, I, I, you don't just get those, you know, at every corner. Um, he's 27 years old. I don't even think he's quite to his prime yet. And again, as you were noticing this this uh, past day against Philadelphia, I noticed some things that he's doing now that he wouldn't have done two years ago, taking it into Embiid's chest and following through with the power 
layup there instead of doing a up and under type around him or something, which he would have done in his past. Again, him taking and be down with a foul. I just see a lot more growth in him, and I think he's got more upside that we haven't got into. So I just kind of wanted to touch base and see what your thoughts. I think he's a, a great piece for this team. His age, he's not that old yet. He's got probably five, six years maybe of solid play left. And then on, on the second hand, I just want to go back to our favorite person, uh, Chris Ballard. Do you think he missed again with Alec Pierce? I'll let you go on that. And just yeah, that is, a, that is a good point you bring up right there. And while I have my beliefs in how Alec Pierce is ever going to truly evolve as the type of player they expected, I also am quick to tell you that Alec Pierce has not had a great deal to get with here the past couple of years. I mean, would you like for him to be more of a focal point? There is no question that you would. Should he have better numbers than he does right now? Is there every reason that he can turn into a bust? I I just can tell you right now, I, I don't think anybody knows. And part of the issue is that you can't know because the guy that's supposed to quarterback in the long term is not playing. The only way that you would know is if he was a go-to for Gardner Minshew, and then I don't even know with Gardner Minshew if you would know. He had one target yesterday. Should he have more? Should he be more of a, a focus? Yes. To answer your question in fully, as much as I would like to make an excuse for him, his numbers with those he's playing with around him, tell you that that's absolutely the direction in which he's going. And there's nothing I can do about that. Nothing I can do about it. That is the direction in which he is going. Now, you'd like to think if you know Shane Steichen is this great offensive mind, if he can find a way to use him, that he would. He had one target. One. And one for 21. If you were betting odds right now, you would think that Josh Downs has, to me right now, Josh Downs would like be a guy that you can count on for years to come. And you don't even know if Alec Pierce after this year is going to be in the lineup. And that's what you have to look at. Even though you can judge it as, hey, I mean, how fair is it considering what he's had to deal with? But, I mean, you could say that about everybody he's throwing to. And you know what? You can turn the tables around and say you know, to the, the person throwing it to them, well, he, this is what the quarterback has to deal with. But to answer your question, because you're asking me in the now, that is absolutely the direction in which he's going. One that's going to be viewed as a miss. And until they find a way to adequately work him into the offense, and again, if you're Shane Steichen, you would think you're able to, or until himself he shows that, we have no other avenue, we have no other thought to have than that. That is completely fair. Ike's up next to 239-1070. Hello, Ike. JMV, 
a great show as usual. I you that's kind of you. Yeah. Huh? I just heard you say something just before I called in. This is what I wasn't going to talk about. I just want to throw this point out real quick. Yeah. You said you DJed in Quincy's. I used to work at the Adams Market. I used to clean Quincy's up. I did not. So I was got in there. Yeah, man. I I can imagine cleaning that place up. You probably had to clean I up some he and shein going on behind the curtain and stuff uh, like that. Wasn't like that when I got there. But I used to find at least ten bucks worth of change on the floor every day <laughs> before I got done. Nah, I was anyway, about the coach and the Pacers. Yeah, go ahead. Last night in the Pacers game, I just felt like the referees wouldn't call no fouls on Philly. They were hammering the Pacers like no other, and they just let them all go. And that was the difference in the ball game. I thought they wouldn't call no fouls on them. If they'd have called the same fouls on them that they were calling on us, we would win that game shooting free throws. And that's, that was the difference in the ball game. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there was a, it was a Jalen Smith. Yeah, there was a Jalen Smith moment that was that was big too. And there's nothing I like to make fun of more than the best in the world. But I, I just I thought that Philadelphia Philadelphia was just better even with the uh, the calls down the stretch. I, I thought we saw I that. I've been a little bit better at home, but I felt like if the calls had been even, I think we'd have nosed them by a couple of points. I will. I, I, I think if, if you can do anything with Maxi whatsoever, then that game yeah, becomes had, more he winnable. Had night, he, had a, he had a night last night. You know, I got to give it to him. He was on fire. You know, players are hot like that. They hot like that. But check this out with the fake with the coach. The way you talk about the coach, you act like there's a ball for every player on every play. I know you it. Know, there should be. Ball. If he you're good, if you're good, there is. Did you not notice yeah, that? I mean, there was a, there was yeah. how many ball? There were 12, 12 balls on twelve different plays for Michael Pittman Jr. He was a focus. Yeah, well, there was one for Alec Pierce. I'm just saying, but Pierce always makes one big play every game. So I mean, like the balls he gets, he makes plays on. So I'm not gonna sit up here well, and whine and cry about no, the balls. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm fine with that too. That the, the coach is supposed to be this offensive genius, and then find something to do with him. I agree with you. They've clearly found something to do with Josh Downs. Either you do that, or he's a bust. Yeah, well, there's, there's no wiggle room yesterday, there. Yesterday, we was up against a defensive genius, and I thought they really outplayed us. But every time they got down by the goal line, for some unexplainable reason, they kept turning it over. So I'll take it. You know, I will take that one. Say thank you, Germany, for singing Sweet Caroline. Yes. And all the other songs y'all were singing that helped us win. And I'll take that one, and I'm not going to complain about nothing. Because no. we still got a shot. I told you. Now you can't judge it. We was going to make the playoffs. And here we are on our way. I mean, week five and five with a bye week coming up. And as soon as we get Grover back, I'm just saying, look out. Because our offense is good enough. I mean, you know, yep. we just played Zulichek yesterday. Hey, so let, me, let, me, let me let me one tell you this. You do, Ike, thank you for one the call. Oh, oh, hurry up then. Go, buck, Ike. Buck, buck, Buck is Robin, and Chris is Batman. That's the way I see it. <laughs> thank you, Ike. See, I have one choice to make regarding Alec Pierce right now. And Ike brought up, you're acting like they have 20 footballs to throw. Well, they focused in on one guy 12 times. Is that the coach? And listen, I will hear if you believe that it's the coach. But if there is that incredible valued weapon there, I mean, a 12 to 1 ratio is not great. And all that you can go on is what you see. Now, I added in this caveat, and it's true. Look what the dude has had to deal with. But so is Michael Pittman Jr. And Josh Downs is dealing with that right now. He doesn't look like he has 
any issue in doing it. Nah, you, you don't get to play with more than one football, but if you're good, it's going to find you more than once. You know, if you're embraced, if you're a part of it, it's going to find you more than once. Did you say I needed a break here? All right, quick break. Jonah, I'll let you lead coming up on the other side. Stephen Holder, top of the hour. Uh, we're going to be live in Ingalls, Indiana, coming up on Thursday with the prayers. The prayers of spreadability. That is going to be awesome from Winshulers and the sponsor inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You guys, if you're not coming out to Ingalls, to the Taylor Table and Bar, or is it Bar and Table? Do I have it backwards? Look that up. Taylor's Bar and Table, B's before T in the alphabet. I'm going to say Bar and Table. Taylor's Bar and Table or Table and Bar. Maybe the table comes first. It's uh, Taylor's Bar and Table. Oh, yeah, the B before the T, baby. Come on now. Now, we'll be there with our week 11 Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots and the president of Wind Schuler's in the house. So if you're going to be inside the lounge via YouTube Live, be on your best behavior that day. Which, I don't know what that means. That's probably bad behavior in general. Your best behavior. But it's going to be fun coming up on Thursday. Ingalls, Indiana for that with Larceny Bourbon. Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Back with you next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Now you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now go away. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. It's a big-time play. Second down and 12. Patriots have it inside the red zone. Shotgun snap. Jones. Play action. Floats it downfield. Picked off by the Colts. Get up and run with it. Julian Blackman is not down around the three-yard line. Gets off his haunches and then sprints it up to the five. The Colts with an enormous takeaway in the red zone. Julian Blackman with an interception. Boarding the drive and the Patriots get no points. Matt Taylor on the call right there. I believe he said haunches. Look up the word haunches. I don't know if I've ever used haunches in a sentence before. Haunches. You looking that up, James? I am. Do you want the definition? Should I want it? Uh, It's a buttock and thigh considered together. Haunches. Haunches. Well done right there. That's true. So he wanted to say, Matt wanted to say, Get up off your ass and run with it. Pretty much. Cool. (laughs) I love it. Haunches. Shout out to Matt Taylor for haunches. Stephen Holder, top of the hour. Jonah, that 239-1070 is up next. Hello, Jonah. Hey, you said we all have a little jackass in us. Well, here's one of them right now. How are you doing, JMV? Fantastic. Are you ready to fire off some jackassery, are you? Oh, all the time. Sweet. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Go ahead. Um, I'm not ready to write off Alec Pierce just yet. Um, would I like to see more consistency? Sure. Uh, I will say, though, the last few games, when they do throw his way, he has made, it, made the catch. Because I know at the beginning of the season, even last year, 
yeah, the case of the drops, and that that's not been happening. But at the same time, I like to see him throw his way a little bit more. But you know, I'll give him a pass for this year because you know last year I had Matt Ryan throwing to him. This year, I, I mean, I like Gardner Minshew. No, I, 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 I get what you're saying. You know, I I just I, I look at it in terms too of how, how special right now. Do you think, or a guy that's go-to in terms of a coach that's supposed to be so offensive-minded, and you find the dude one target? You know what I mean? That's True. that's what makes me think. And I, another reason I think for this is Josh Downs' emergence as his rookie year. I don't think anyone saw this coming, and to me, he's already looked like a number two. So, you know, if we see a little bit more production from Pierce and just throw throw his way a little bit more, because I, I like to bring the Stokely's numbers from when he was. His first four years in in the league were nothing eye popping, so I know some of these receivers can grow as they go. But at the same time, you know, I just I want to see Richardson have a healthy season next year and see what Pierce can do with them. And if not, then at that point, I I'll think I'll, I'll no, no, play. you're right, and, and and you're right. It it is so weird trying to talk about this. Somebody brought this up, and I thought accurately, accurately. So Jonah, thank you for the call. Hopefully, I see you out here in Indy sometime really soon. Um, I don't know if I have time to get into this before the top of the hour, but the point was, are they going beyond expectations this year? Which, five and five, they're beyond my expectations. But my expectations included Richardson. So there is still that big question mark that you have. Like, sure, Gardner Minshew team, five and five, which... You know, obviously was what Vegas thought this team was going to be around. Yeah, I mean, you take it because you want them to remain interesting, but at the same time, you're not seeing what is supposed to be the long-term future. And that does muddy the water a little bit. Quick break, and we'll come back. Stephen Holder, top of the hour. Your calls as well. Don't go anywhere. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Holtz looking for another big-time stop here on third and short. Jones under center. Ramondre Stevenson as the, in as the lone back. Play action to him. The Colts get him again! They get him again! And it's Taekwon Lewis! Lewis had a half sack on the last defensive drive. And the Colts front seven and their pass rush is ferocious in Frankfurt. It's fourth and nine and the Patriots will punt it away on their own 21-yard line. Crank it up here, James. Matt Taylor. Colts radio on the call. You know who this band is, James? Oh my God have mercy. You don't know who this is? They're German. Oh, is this Scorpion? Are the Scorpions? <laughs> I love you, brother. You know that. God dang. You think that I dealt with this with the older generation when they asked me crap about the 50s and I go, yeah, I don't know who the hell this Jerry Lee Lewis cat is. Why is he hanging around with his cousin? Do you think that would... I did the same thing? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> did you? 
I was thinking maybe so. Maybe there's some examples in the past I can go to. See, I thought, I mean, this is a hard rock band and noted over as a classic band over the years from Germany. You had... See, like, I've, I've heard of them, and once I actually was listening to it, I recognized it. But I will say, this is probably the only song of theirs that I know of or have even heard it of. It sounds like that you have heard rock you like a hurricane about five times in your life maybe i mean i've probably listened to it all the way through probably five times in my entire life man, oh man yeah you know sometimes that generation gap can be lengthy if you're on hold i'll get back to you in a second uh andy moore automotive group Pipeline. Stephen holder of espn joins us what's the last time you had a great example of a generation gap that you had to deal with with somebody oh, much younger than oh, you oh my son okay all the damn time okay this guy he thinks that okay and then and he's probably not alone here uh james boyd if you're out there he's i'm gonna hear about this later i'm sure they're probably closer in age, to be honest. Anyhow, he, we get into these arguments about like the greatest, greatest, uh, yeah. you know, musicians and so. And for him, he thinks that Drake. Now, Drake is a prolific artist. Okay, great. Um, I even like quite a few of his songs. But he we get into these arguments about how I say, like, look, there will never be another Michael. I just don't think there ever will be. And I told him, I said, you know, with this guy, he still has the all-time best-selling album in the history of the world. And I said, this is when you get off your tail and go to the record store and buy an album. I want to hear about Drake's streaming numbers. I don't want to hear about how many people use his songs on TikTok. I don't care, okay? So if I can relate to the conversation, yes. So when people ask me all the time, I think the, the greatest rapper of all times, Eric B., of Eric B. and Rakim. Uh, that's a good one. That is a good I, one. I think, and, but, and then there are a lot of people, like if you're asking your son, he may not know who the hell we're talking about. And and he also doesn't understand that, I think he has some appreciation for this, because I think I did a decent job raising them. But, <laughs> but he doesn't understand or fully understand how much what he's listening to today is from the old school rap. Sure, sure. They don't have anything original. Okay, and I'm not one of these like ah oh, the new stuff all sucks. I'm not saying that. I'm not. All I'm saying is, give credit where credit is due. Okay, they recycle a hell of a lot of stuff from the original rappers, the old school rappers. So and and sometimes they've recycled it two and three times. Yeah, to be honest. yeah, and and I'm lucky too because I've taught my kids that, and they like I'll give you a great example. My daughter was eight. She was asking her class who her favorite uh, musician was, and she said Howard Jones, who was a new wave artist from the '80s. That was a really mm. proud parent moment for me right there. <laughs> she had them all stumped. Didn't yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, none of the kids knew anything about it, and the teacher went, "Oh wow," because the teacher I think knew. But yeah, we I, I, I kind of keep them. I kind of keep them close to that. Like Stranger Things is. is spreading my daughter out a little bit on stuff but i'm lucky mm. that stranger things goes back to the 80s so you know there's some right. you know, kate bush songs and metallica and stuff like that that she can relate to even better now because of that so yeah yeah hey keep, keep fighting the good fight man hey, how do you <laughs> view this team five and five oh. and, and when and let's just say this Stephen. I, I i had mentioned that 
I view it this way. It's much better to this point in the season than I thought it was going to be, but it still has a level of disappointment because we're not seeing who we really need to see for the long-term future. Is that fair on any level? Yeah, I mean, this is not the Colts team that we – you know, that, that we envision seeing in the long term. I mean, starting with the quarterback, for sure, right? I mean, he's such a different animal that he changes the entire complexion of the offense. So you can start with that. And and that's why this season kind of feels a little bit dissatisfying, I guess, no matter how it goes, you know, because, yes. you, yes. you know, you, you don't know what this even means, you know. But I will say this. They're a hard team to really – to really make sense of because (laughs) I look at their offense and I'm like, man, this is hard to watch. But then I think about it a few weeks ago, we were talking about how bad their defense was. Right. And now the defense is making plays all over the place. And so to some extent, they're a team that kind of, they just do what they got to do and they manage to make the best of a situation. And you deserve credit for that, and I, I think we should give them credit for that. Look, I don't know how far they can take this, but when they lost three straight, I thought that was the end. I really thought, all right, here it comes. You know, they're they're not going to recover from this, and they may not necessarily make a run here, but but they've won the games they're supposed to win the last couple of weeks, and that's all you can do. I mean, I give them a puncher's chance. They're five and five. The AFC is just basically a bunch of 500 teams right now. So who the heck knows? Stephen Holder of ESPN joins us. Colts a winner in Germany yesterday over the Patriots. Now five and five by week, and after that, back at home against Tampa Bay. I thought if there was any player that was more representative of the need of a bye week and a rest, it would be in the NFL. Gardner Minshew. Agree. <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> he needs the rest physically and mentally. <laughs> okay, he is he needs to regroup. He needs to like take a chill. I don't know how he how he settles down. I don't know what he does in his downtime. I don't know if he, you know, partakes in some herbs or anything, but I, I don't know whatever he wants to do, whatever works for him. <laughs> I love the fact partaking in herbs. I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do with that whatever you will. Yes. I don't know as a listener. But um, he needs some of that, whatever it is that works for him. Because this guy, this his happy feet are driving me crazy. Like, bro, settle down. The protection's fine. Relax, <laughs> okay? And part of this, I will give him some benefit of the doubt. I do think part of this is that early in his tenure as a starter this year, he did find himself under a lot of pressure. Uh, They had a couple of backups playing on the offensive line. He took quite a few hits, and those hits resulted in turnovers. So what has Shane Steichen and the coaching staff done for the past month? They have been pounding into his head, you got to protect the damn football, okay? And that is the right message, don't get me wrong, but I think it's a byproduct of that is what what I think. You know, he is is going to great lengths – to say, all right, I got to be more aware. I got to be. I got to expect the pressure. I got to be um, aware of what's going on. And I think as a result of that, he is completely unsettled in the pocket right now, and he doesn't set his feet when he throws the ball. He is sometimes not going through all his his uh, pro- um, his progressions, and I think that is having a very adverse effect on his performance. 
Look, there there are plays to be made, and and there are more. He can make more plays, but he's got to settle in a little more and just let the game come to him. Right now, he's not doing that. Yeah, and I don't even know if rest and relaxation will <laughs> no, will get rid of that. I just think what you no, see right now is a, is a backup quarterback that is showing why he is. And the thing that you put on top of that list, you just mentioned that is don't turn the ball over and kill your team. And that's top priority right there. The problem is this this team really offensively needs to get down the field via the pass, and they simply cannot. Right. And I think there's no greater example of, of that issue than Alec Pierce. I have no idea if Alec Pierce is any good because they can't even get him involved. <laughs> you know, and, and the reason for that is Alec Pierce, whether they could do something about this or not, I, I don't know, but, but is primary role is to get down the field right now. And I think they should diversify him a little, but that's a whole other story. But I, I think that is a great example of, of their inability to be a threat down the field. I mean, he doesn't even get a, a chance. They don't even give him an, an opportunity. Again, I have no idea if he's any good because there hasn't been any, any way of demonstrating that he is or is not. So anyway, so I, I, I don't mean to get onto a different subject. I'm not talking about Pierce. I'm talking about the quarterback and the offense generally. I, I couldn't agree more. They have to stretch the field to some extent. And, you know, if you look at the, the one big play they had yesterday, the, the sort of YOLO throw to Josh Downs at the end that got that big first down, I mean, that was not the play that was drawn up. That was just – backyard football the play breaks down Minshew starts getting uh nervous and starts leaving the pocket and Josh Downs just makes something out of nothing um and goes and and basically dives to catch this heave of Gardner Minshew so while that is a big play I don't count that among the passes that you're talking about and the kinds of plays you're you're talking about because that wasn't the designed play. That was just all right. We're in trouble. Make a play. So that's not you know happening within the structure of the offense. What they need are you know some shot plays down the field where they go through the progressions and take that shot and let the play develop, let the trust the protection, et cetera, all of those things. You know. So anyway. Um, We'll see how it goes, but but that that does have to happen at some point. Otherwise, this is the kind of game they're going to have to play: is run the ball, run the ball, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, and and hope that hope their defense can hold on. That's a tough, tough way to go. So Stephen Holder of ESPN talking Colts. Colts five and five hit the bye week this week. Tampa Bay on the other side, back at Lucas Oil Stadium. Stevens on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So that question regarding Alec Pierce was asked to me, and I I basically responded with, if you're going to gauge it right now as far as him being a bust, you would have to suggest yes. While I also said that, you know, look what he's had to deal with. However, I kind of look at it right now too. And when somebody said, you don't have enough footballs to get it to everybody, Shane Steichen's this offensive guy, and to get one target to Pierce and then Pittman had 12, if you thought that he was the least bit usable right now, 
could you not find him a little bit more of an opportunity? Would you not try? That maybe is what concerns me more than anything about where Alec Pierce is right now with some of those questions looming. No, all that's fair. I, I think the hard part about this is that we can't necessarily say any of that for sure. I, I don't know. I, I, I do wonder whether they're making a more concerted effort to get him involved and, and maybe the quarterback's just not getting him the ball. I, I wonder that, I, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the, the case. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a look at it on the film this week just because we have some time. You know, sometimes there's just not enough time to kind of dig into that deep enough. But but I'm, I'm curious to see. I mean, he's, he's playing a lot of snaps and just not getting any looks, and, and that's just really strange. I, I do think – there is a comfort level, certainly, uh, with Gardner Minshew and and uh, Michael Pittman. There's no question about that. Uh, but I think the reason for that is because he's running those routes that Minshew's comfortable throwing. You know, he's running a lot of underneath stuff. Um, the, the routes that, that Pittman is getting targeted on, they're mostly not intermediate routes. They're mostly shorter routes, you know, and – if you look at Pittman's numbers this year in terms of the, the yards per catch, yards per target, you know, they're not great. Uh, but again, not his fault, I don't think. And so I, I do think all of it kind of goes back to uh, how they're executing the offense right now. And, you know, is Shane Steichen maybe tailoring the offense to, to what he's got at quarterback to some extent, you know? And, and I don't know how much I can judge Shane Steichen. In, under these circumstances, because he may be, you know, I think coaching to his quarterback. I, I think if you look at last week's game in Carolina, for example, I thought there were times in that game where Shane Steichen was just, I just, I thought like alarmingly conservative. And I'm like, this is the guy who I thought earlier in the season was like some kind of cowboy to some extent, you know, I was like, dude, wh- why are you throwing the ball 50 times? What are you doing? And and that same guy now has gone the other way and is like, all right, listen, we're going to throw the ball only as much as we need to. I mean, they have almost perfect balance run to pass right now, you know, in these last couple of games. I mean, that's just not something I ever envisioned from Shane Steichen, even with Jonathan Taylor. So I, I think there's a recognition there that maybe that's what they got to do. Look, we saw this. We've seen this before. We saw this with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz toward the end of 2021. Frank Reich was definitely a, a, a guy who loved to throw the football too. And what did he do then? He just said, all right, we're going to hand it off. And we're just going to run until we can't run anymore. <laughs> so sometimes coaches get out of character based on the personnel. And that could be what's happening. So, uh, Stephen Holden with us. Are we watching the final games for Shaquille Leonard in a Colts uniform? All right. So, Everyone knows. I mean, we talked about this, I believe, you and I, at yes. length last week. Yeah. And I've, I've been very much uh, of the opinion, like, all right, give it time. Let's see. There's no, there's no harm in letting it play out, right? And, and even while acknowledging that he hasn't played great, like, that's, that is totally fine. Like, both things can be true, right? Now, all of that being said, I thought yesterday was a huge step backwards, that was a bad game. That, that was as bad as I've ever seen him play. And I don't know where you go from here. I mean, that, that, that was bad. That was as bad as anything I saw from him 
while he was still dealing with his injury. And and if that's where he's at, then I don't know where this thing goes, man. That was that was a tough, tough, tough to watch. And all I can do is say, you know, it, it makes me sad. I mean, you know, I, I remember being uh, there in week two in Washington with Shaq on the road in his second game um, in, in 2018. And he has 19 tackles, but it wasn't even the, the 19 tackles. It was just the playmaking. He was all over the field, sideline to sideline. And that's when we all looked at each other like, oh, my God, they got themselves a stud here. And he was becoming a star right before our eyes. So that's the vantage point I come from to now seeing a guy who, you know, just he can't make the plays. I, I thought the the play in the flat where they threw the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, I thought was the low point for Shaq. You know, that's a play he makes 10 times out of 10. You know, the, the old Shaq Leonard, that's a play he makes 10 times out of 10. And he just he just didn't show any ability to make that play yesterday. And it was just really hard to watch. Yeah, people want to argue, you know, whether or not it's, you know, systematic with Gus Bradley or it's just sure. the uh, diminished skill set, um, athletically speaking, of Shaquille Leonard. And unfortunately to me, I view that as the latter. Yeah, I mean, I think there is there is a component where the scheme is is a part of his struggles. That is true. But but when he is in space, and, and so let me let me back up. So like He's, he's not playing in space as much now, right, because he is having to confront a lot more blockers. Well, when you, when you have him taking on blocks, you have basically rendered Shaq Leonard ineffective because that's not his game, that he can't do it. I mean, he weighs as much as I weigh, and I'm not kidding, you know. He's about 215 pounds. And so if you're asking him to take on blocks, sometimes even from like a, a, a big tight end, you know, you're talking about really just taking him out of the game. Now, what they used to do was allow him to kind of roam and and shoot the gaps and not have to take on those blocks, and that's where he was just wildly effective. Now that's not the case. So that's true. However, that being said, even at times, like I just mentioned, uh, with the Ezekiel Elliott play where he was in space and was not blocked, he couldn't make that play. And, and that's what he made his money doing. See ball, get ball. He can see the ball, but he can't get there right now. And it's just tough. I, I got to say, I mean, the, the situation is what it is. And I do think the Colts will be as patient as they can be this year. But when we get to the offseason, they're going to have to have a conversation about this. They just They have to. I mean, it just is what it is. And the numbers are not in his favor in terms of the financials. Um, it's very advantageous for the Colts to part ways with Shaq Leonard if that's what they choose to do. Financially speaking, it is advantageous for them to do that. That's just what it is. So Stephen Holder of ESPN on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. On the other hand, have we become, uh, I should say, has DeForest Buckner become more noticeable dealing with the obvious double team since Grover Stewart went down? Is that something that sticks out to you maybe more than anything else about this Colt team defensively that certainly did in Frankfurt yesterday? Yeah, so the Patriots... They rushed for, I think, 167 yards in that game. That's a season high for them. And I thought there were way too many 
chunk yardage, too, too much chunk yardage in the running game. That cannot happen. I mean, if you're going to have a team that is that anemic when it comes to throwing the football, yeah. then you should not allow them to run it because that's all they can do. Like that team, that passing offense is garbage. I mean, absolute burning, hot, stinking garbage. The Patriots, okay? And so you know that coming in. You see the tape. We've all seen it. And so to allow them to to really have a big game on the ground, I was disappointed by that because that shouldn't happen when that's all they got. That's all they got, you know? So, I mean, flip it over with the Colts. I mean, they didn't have much of a – they didn't have much of a passing offense yesterday. And so what happened in their running game? The Patriots said, no, you're not running the ball on us. And they, they really couldn't for the most part, you know? So the Colts could not duplicate that on their end defensively. And I do think, to your original point, I do think, yes, a lot of that is a product of Grover Stewart not being in there. He is – the engine that makes that run defense work. I know I talk a lot about DeForest Buckner. Everybody talks about DeForest Buckner, and we should talk about DeForest Buckner. He is excellent. But, uh, you know, when he has to take center stage there, uh, he can't carry the load by himself there, and, and he's not getting enough help from other guys, you know, like the Eric Johnsons of the world who are filling in for Grover Stewart. They just don't have the same um, – strength first of all to hold up and then they don't have the the playmaking ability that Grover has. I mean Grover can can get off a block and go and make a play in the backfield. Uh some of these guys are just really just trying to kind of hold their own and take up space there, which is fine, but you know, you you really aren't aggressively making a play against the run as opposed to just kind of hold, holding up and and eating some space up there. So Yes, that's a problem right now. And, and, I, and I also would say, as as well as DeForest Buckner played against the pass yesterday, he was a big factor in the pass rush. Uh, he did not have huge plays in the running game, or at least there were some missed opportunities, I guess, for some, some plays in the running game. Look, I, I love that guy. I think he should be an all-pro this year. But I'm just, you know, just, just to be fair, I thought there were some chances where he could have made some plays and maybe didn't maximize those chances. Is uh, Dio becoming – I guess what Chris Ballard thought he could be coming out of college right now. Are you watching that evolve? I, I think so. I think this is exactly what they thought he would be. Uh, he is a version, I think, of Danico Autry. And that's fine. That, no, that's, that's good that. considering what he'd been against the Colts over the years. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not quite Titans, Danico Autry, right. but, but certainly uh, some of the contributions. That, that he showed while he was here. Well, I don't know if he's there yet, Dio, but, but I think that's the trajectory that he's on. And I think that's fine. I mean, we all would, would always love to have, you know, some, some sort of, you know, bendy, freaky defensive end. Uh, sure, sign me up for that. Uh, but that's not, what he, that's not what he is. They didn't draft him to be that. They drafted him. He, he's really... I think what they hoped Taekwon Lewis would become, but Taekwon, although I, I really like his game, Taekwon has just endured, endured so many injuries that I wonder if he can ever be that player, you know? So he kind of is what he is now, which is a depth player. And so Dio Adengbo now, I think, is is really the guy who has a chance to be that. You know, Chris Ballard and his staff, they love these kind of versatile 
interior, uh, inside, outside type pass rushers, um, I, I think they're, they definitely have a role. I mean, again, I would also love to pair that with, you know, just a, a really freakish defensive end, but there's a, definitely a place for guys like that. And you saw yesterday where that interior rush, you know, it can really pay dividends for you. I, I like that, that pairing of him and DeForest Buckner on the inside on third down. That's a good, that's a good pairing. And, and that really wasn't the first week I've seen Dio do this. I mean, he's been playing well, I think for quite a while now, he just hadn't gotten that type of production, but he has, he has been producing pressure uh, for quite some time now, and I guess one of those kinds of games was uh, was inevitable. We're going to be talking about more of uh, consistent edge rushing, uh, freakish, hopefully, uh, rush edge, or we're going to be talking about wide receiver once it's time to start talking about that stuff this offseason. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it'll depend on where the talent is. And so what I mean by that, if if the wide receiver talent is in is in – Free agency, you know, I think we'll turn our attention there, whereas the, the defensive end talent, you know, might be in the draft. You know, I, I don't know how it's going to work out. I haven't spent enough time on that yet, but but I, I think they have to utilize both. That's that's my take. Now, do I expect Chris Ballard to go out there and, and sign a, a free agent receiver or defensive end, you know, for $18 million a year? Do I expect that? <laughs> no. <laughs> But it doesn't mean he shouldn't do it, you know. So we'll see. We will see. I, I think you've got to have – I was talking to a, an executive from another team last week, and we were talking about the Colts' construction of their, their roster. And other teams see what we see, which is, okay, their, their investments are in very questionable areas. Um, and, and he said to me, he says, quote, he says, that is why they have no corners right now. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that hurts. But he's not wrong, you know? I mean, they, they definitely have to think about how they're going to construct this roster to maximize Anthony Richardson. And there's two things that people care about in this league. Uh, quarterback play and stopping the quarterback. I mean, this is not a new concept. You've heard me say this before. But – they need to make sure they got both of those. I think they're doing a better job rushing the quarterback, a better job, but but not at an elite level, not not even close. Stephen Holder of ESPN and ESPN.com on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Appreciate you, and uh, have a great week off. And uh, I guess we'll reconvene next week and talk up that Tampa Bay matchup a, a week yeah. from this Sunday, man. I appreciate you. Yep, huge opportunity the next two weeks. Let's see what they got. You got it, buddy. Thanks. Okay, see Steven Holder on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Uh, tomorrow's show. Who's going to be on this show tomorrow? I'll, I'll tell you who won't be on this show tomorrow. That and more coming up next. Don't go away. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With JMV. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. So fourth and one converts for the Patriots. The clock is moving on them, though. They're out of timeouts. And Zappi fakes. He fakes a blocking of the ball. He fires in the field. Picked off by the Colts. Intercepted by Rodney Thomas. 
Howard then threw a laser over the middle, but it was picked off and snatched up by Rodney Thomas. Yes, sir. The Colts will take that. 31 seconds to go, and the Colts in Germany are going to be victorious. And you take that. Regardless of how the game looked, you just wanted to get back from Europe without losing that game, and the Colts get it done. And uh, they get off to a bye week. Five and five right now. They enter the bye week, as I mentioned, too. Tampa Bay comes to town. That is a week from Sunday. And uh, we'll be back down at Bullseye. I think I got a tweet or an X. Sorry, an X a little bit earlier about that. Not, uh, I'm going to see if I can find it really quick. Oh, here it is. I bought my dad tickets to the Bullseye Event Group. VIP tailgate for the Bucks game for his 65th birthday. I was wondering if you're going to be there. My man, I will be there, but normally I have to leave at 10. That's when the doors open to go up to uh, Touchdown Town and uh, be with uh, Joe and and Bill and the Gore man. But hopefully I do see you there and you will have a blast. I promise you that. Will have a blast. That's one of the good things. When the Colts get back at home, you know that you can get the bullseye. All you can eat, all you can drink. Skids. Uh, Great time. Uh, JMV, it is time to start the revolution. I had mentioned to Gatorade that it's time to bring back the glass. Glass bottles. They won't, but I love it. This tastes better coming from a glass bottle. Always has and always will. Uh, JMV, the Patriots need to fire Belichick, and the NFL sends an apology letter to Germany. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to get fired during the year. He's not going to be back after this year, but no uh, firing is going to take place. No doubt about that. Hey, JMV, do you think Bradley remains with the Colts after the season? Does Ballard think about hiring Eberflus once he gets canned? Would this be a way to get Shaq closer to the form of old? I don't know regarding Bradley. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Give me at least another couple of three weeks or so to see it or how they look maybe mid December, because if you're going to ask me this a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, probably so. And they still they still may. You know, move along down the road. Yeah, I would say I would say that it's more a little more than 50 50 that they do change. But that is far from solid. Give me a couple, three or so weeks here, Bart. Uh, We shall see. But I do think that uh, Shaquille Leonard, we are watching the final games of his here. Uh, I'd be uh, shocked if Eberflus came back in that capacity, I would guess. Um, Would not be shocked if he got fired from Chicago. I don't know if they would certainly do with Eberflus. Because remember, Eberflus was about to get fired here. And then he landed a head coaching job in Chicago. Or at least he felt like he was about to be fired here. So, yeah, the back half of that scenario wouldn't work. I am certainly on the fence regarding Bradley. Just kind of wondering where that's going to go. Uh, Warner's at 239-1070. Hello, Warner. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, John? Fantastic. Hey, I'm your uh, typical long-time first-time. Wonderful, Warner. Thanks for the call. Go ahead. 
thanks for taking the call. Just a couple of quick comments. One, uh, I was in education 41 years and uh, 17 of those in administration. So typically I'm a big picture guy. Yes. But this thing of uh, don't win games now because it might affect where you are in the draft and all this thing about picking up three or four fifth, sixth, seventh round picks drives me crazy. At my age... Well, that makes two of us. I'm right there with you. At my age, I don't care what the Colts look like 10 years from now. Win now so I can, be, as a fan, enjoy watching them play. Well, look, well, look how long we've waited. And then, and then that gets to the younger generation will throw that at us and say, well, you're just spoiled from the Manning era. My ass, we were spoiled. I mean, before that, nobody knows except for us what you had to go through to get any sort of winning consistency around here before the Manning era. And then oh. we, were, we were told by Jim Mercer and the Colts to expect that level. So that's all we're doing is what we're told to expect that level. And it's been a long damn time from any winning consistency around here. So I completely agree with you. And uh, I, I couldn't agree with what you just said any, any more than I do. And uh, on another note, I, I know people have to do what's right for them to do, but uh, I, I don't believe I will ever get over uh, Andrew Luck uh, retiring a couple weeks before the season started and helping us get into this situation. But, uh, yeah, it put the screws of the Colts in a major way. It did. Yes. Yeah, it, it really did. And on a non-sports question, mm-hmm. uh, because I used to talk to him quite a bit on the uh, former 12 o'clock show before someone's ego got too big to uh, broadcast. But anyway, uh, is Kyle still with the station? He is. Yeah, Kadezovich is uh, down. I don't know if he's here now, but he's right down the hall. I want to say, uh, along with doing sales here, he also does a shift on Hank FM as well so he does a couple of things around here that that he enjoys i know he enjoys being on the air and being part of that too but uh yes kyle is still here and doing well well in closing i will say that i i think you are the voice of common sense and reason my man man warner that's very nice of you to say thank you for the call thank you bye thank you warner and with all due respect to what warner just said Let us sit here for a moment and ponder the world today described with that common sense that Warner just put on my shoulders here. My common sense, my voice of reason. Now, I will say this. It would be a wonderful world. I don't know how progressive it would be. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how useful it will be, but it would be wonderful. It'd be a lot of fun happening. But then when we got down to situations in which, you know, there were real matters at hand going on, I would, we would all fail miserably under my rules, under my watch, under my guidance. But there is no damn doubt that I would make it fun. If there were, for example, um, and I, I hate, I don't want to talk politics at all. I don't even know about what I'm talking about. If there were some, you know, like, nationally in government, like, secretary of fun, 
I don't care what age you are. Your ass would want me in that office. You would want me behind that desk. I promise you that. And it's been said before, but no, this is it and this is me. You would want me on that job. Now, if you wanted somebody that would work and help to do this and understand today and all these these situations we have to go through, budget correctly, do math, remember things short term, yeah, all that we would fail miserably. But the secretary of fun, if that were a thing, that thing would need to be me. No doubt. Hey, Wendell, before the break at 239-1070, jump on here. Yes, I got three things. I got uh, Colts, IU, and Pacers real quick. First of all, for the Colts, um, I was feeling like uh, Pittman is a, has great hands, but he's not a one, so we got to get a one. Uh, Downs, I don't know where he'll end up being, but he made a great catch yesterday. Uh, as far as the Colts go, still got to get the outside rush, got to get the cornerbacks. And pretty much everything that you said about them, I agree. Um, I feel like this is, like the other caller said, I think it's a sad um, situation with uh, Michael Richardson not being able to play. And just on a personal note, I'm tired of hearing about uh, C.J. Stroud. I feel like if uh, Michael was playing, he'd be uh, uh, getting all that those kinds of accolades. Um, as far as the uh, IU goes, my question is about the coach. What do you think is going to happen uh, with my man, Tom Island? And then finally with the Pacers, I think, uh, you know, they watched a few games. They're exciting to watch, yeah. but they need somebody that is the man. And even though Tyrese Halliburton is playing well, uh, he, you know, uh, last second got got to have it. He's not the guy yet. And uh, as you look and see people that win, everybody has somebody like that on their team. Also, I know you went to uh, Indiana State, so that's why you're so wise. I did too. Well done. Came out a little, <laughs> came out a little bit before you. And last but not least, uh, I just uh, wanted to know if there's some way my son would be able to meet uh, some of the Colts. He tore his ACL at seven. He's ten now. He still wants to go to the NFL. And I just think it would be been down to the games and everything, but we haven't been able to meet any players. There's any way that we could yeah, somebody I, I, or not something. I don't um, – it is sometimes – well, many times when they go out and do things, um, you'll get a little bit of a notice. I, I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. just w- watch – keep an eye on their, their Twitter account or their X account and their social media platforms, and they normally would tell you when you can go out and do a meet and greet. And I'm certain to a man on that team, they would uh, love to meet your son. So there's no Great. doubt. I, I don't normally get those heads up, but I know the mm-hmm. the cult social media platforms normally will give you a heads up on that. So that's probably the best way I could think of. Great. Well, thank you for the suggestion. Uh, Long time listener. Thanks, Wendell. Caller, but you're awesome. Later. Wendell, thank you very much. That is very kind of you right there. Yeah, I was seeing a little bit earlier. This may be a little bit past a lot of your time here, but Ken Squire... Um, yeah, legendary Ken Squire, a part of those NASCAR CBS broadcasts. 
um, that, that really did help evolve the the sport um, and when the sport was evolving to be more in, of a national eye evidently is uh, suffering in health right now but uh, when I think about some of the the great broadcasters and the the sports in which they're associated with in terms of NASCAR you know I always you know think about Mike Joy obviously still doing it but I always as well uh, think about Ken Squire so uh, best wishes to uh, Ken Squire, who's evidently uh, not in the best of health right now. The man, was he a great watch. That group was a great watch. And listen, and remember, here around Indiana, if you're an IU fan, you you probably sometimes were introduced, if you weren't a racing fan, to the Daytona 500 because you were waiting on, for example, IU Michigan, which oftentimes ended up on the back half of the Daytona 500 on that February Sunday. JMV, I'm listening to you talk about great music. Just cracks me up. You said you don't know anything about Jerry Lee Lewis. That doesn't give you much credibility. The fact you both regard rappers and the discussion is ridiculous. Music, not really. All right, Tim, hold on a second. Um, I know exactly who Jerry Lee Lewis was. I was just making a point about somebody that had a ample generation gap. And um, hip-hop and rappers are absolutely positively involved in any discussion. Any discussion. If it's music that you enjoy, it's in the discussion. So, sorry, but you're 100% stinking wrong. Quick break. Back with you. Final time next. The Ride with JMV. Wow. I don't know what to say. I guess. Wow. I guess the only thing I can say is I'll promise to keep rocking and rolling and making better films. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right. This from... uh, the social media platform of X of Channel 13 WTHR. I don't know, James, are you aware of this? Conditions are favorable to see Uranus. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that's a good that's good to know, I guess. Conditions are favorable to see Uranus. I don't know if anybody wants to see that. The seventh furthest planet from the sun in the night sky tonight. So um, my question is going to be right here. Would you guys like to see um, Uranus? I do want to see Uranus. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the way there is no way in this world whoever sent that out did not have that in the thought process. What is that chocolate place? There's some kind of chocolate place, candy shop, Uranus candy. That's up on I-69. <laughs> we got a myriad of jokes happening there. I've never been there. People go there all the time. Somebody has to tell me up in and around Madison County. I think that's where it is. Uranus. Conditions are favorable to see Uranus tonight. So you know. That's so outstanding, though. I got to love it. (laughs) Darren King writes this. So, JMV, when I was about 12, some dude was tailgating my dad on 135 near Trafalgar. We had two empty Gatorade bottles on the floor. My dad asked for one. He tossed it over his truck and broke the tailgater's windshield. I never. 
Let me tell you what we used to do. We're talking about Gatorade glass bottles. Somebody brought this up on my Twitter account earlier. We used to, these weren't the, the bigger ones. These were when they became, I think, 16 ounce, maybe 12 ounce, whatever they were. But we would, and keep in mind, I'm an incredibly large hillbilly from Greene County, and so were my friends. Um, we would throw them out of our car windows at signs, especially stop signs. That's what we did. I want to bring back the glass bottle. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I want to relive those days with the glass bottle. Win Schuler Spreadability, the prez of Win Schuler is going to join us. At Taylor's Bar and Table, Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, Week 11. That's on Thursday in Ingalls, Indiana. The president of Winshulers will join us. The spreadability online, winshulers.com. Stephen Holder, thank you very much. You guys have been fantastic today. Thank you on all outlets in which you listen or watch our show. James, great job from you. I'm out tomorrow. Got to go check on my mom in GC. Greg Rakestraw is in for you tomorrow at 3. Don't miss a moment. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Have a great night.